Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. We're back. (laughs) I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome and hello. Give me a high sigh. So if you guys hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because someone decided to get their tree cut down right in front of my house, like on the worst day. So please ignore it. This case is still going to be great, but I had to give you that disclaimer because I'm fucking pissed about it. Consider it sound effects. <laughs> Just keep it moving. So we're super excited to be back this week. Before we get started with this case, which is actually a listener requested case, we're knocking those out. I want to remind you guys about True Crime Festival this summer yes you guys have to come out and see us so if you think the ticket is a little expensive it's like a hundred dollars right but what you're getting is you get to come and see us for three days you get access to a bunch of true crime and paranormal type of podcasts which is super fucking dope and it's kristen's fucking birthday hello so if you ain't there don't even worry about being my friend okay i'm just <laughs> she kidding doesn't mean that <laughs> i'm just kidding but yeah. you should show up it's gonna be super fun it's gonna be true crime but it's also gonna be a celebration for you guys mm-hmm. first time kind of meeting us in person and us just vibing and hanging out yes bunch so of drinks <laughs> i'm really excited okay so are you ready to get started Kristen? let's do it Okay. We've heard so many murder cases involving racism or some other form of bigoted hate, which can affect every demographic. But in honor of Pride Month, we will be taking a look at a deplorable case of homophobia that leads to the deaths of two women at the hands of someone they truly loved. Join us as we discuss the untimely, heartbreaking deaths of Brittany Cosby and Crystal Jackson. Thank you to listener Flyest Rue for requesting this case. So Brittany Latrice Cosby was born on July 20th, 1990, and Crystal Jackson was born in 1990 as well. I couldn't exactly find her actual birthday, but they were both 24 at the time of their deaths. So Brittany was raised mostly by her grandmother, while Crystal was raised in a two-parent household. Her father was actually a pastor, and they lived in a pretty like lower middle class type of lifestyle, so... Things were okay. They were able to stay afloat type of thing, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like excessive. Kristen doesn't have anything for us in regards to black history. (laughs) You scared me for a moment. You told me I shouldn't have none today. Yeah, I forgot to give her a date, you guys. Listen, I'm having a week. If you're on Patreon, you see me. It's giving. I'm just lucky to be here. You could probably see my wig cap hanging out the side of this hat. It's giving. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) Anyway, so the couple started dating in 2012 after meeting on the Metro and people close to them said that they were like instantly connected and almost inseparable after that. Hmm. Soup's cute. They lived in Houston, Texas and shout out to Houston. Period. 
and were living with Brittany's great grandmother at the time. And both of the women were working. So they weren't just like mooching off of this woman who was 90 years old, by the way. Mm-hmm. She's not a spring chicken, but they were there helping her pay the bills, taking care of her when they could. Um, they also had a five-year-old daughter, so it wasn't theirs together. It was Crystal's, and she brought it into the relationship. Brought her into the relationship, and Brittany treated her like it was her own daughter. That's so sweet. I know. Crystal was working at Starbucks, and Brittany was working as a security guard, and they were just like saving their money and trying to get their own place. I love this for them. Mm-hmm. Young women, you know, they're like, what, 22 in 2012, just doing what they can to get their life started. Yeah. With help from their grandmother, her name was Annie, they got a 2006 silver Kia Sorento. Period. Thanks, Annie. (laughs) Yes. They put their money together from their tax return, too, and the money they saved. And then, you know, Annie threw in. So shout out to you, Annie. Yes, and that's a nice car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's definitely like a family type of vehicle. Perfect mm-hmm. for them. People close to the couple considered them to be soulmates. One year on Valentine's Day, Crystal wrote on Facebook to Brittany, quote, words can explain how you make me feel. From the moment we met, I just knew you was the one for me. Through all the tears, laughter, the good and bad, I still love you always and forever. End quote. Love is love. I'm talking about some real love. (laughs) But unfortunately, their forever would be cut short just one month after Valentine's Day in 2014. No. So they've been together for two years at this point. Yes. They've really, you know, gotten to a groove together. They're living with, I mean, their families know each other. Mm -hmm. Even the pastor who is Crystal's dad, like he embraced Britney, you know what I'm saying? So it was a thing. It was a whole fucking thing. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to get to the sad stuff because that was the cute stuff. Like, look, look at Zania and Crystal. Look at Zania. She's so cute. I love her. We're going to see more of her later. Okay. Or right now, because look at her. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. And she they were loves best her friends. mom. Yeah, they were best friends. Mm. You can tell. Yeah. So on Wednesday, March 5th, 2014, Crystal's parents were the last people to actually see the two alive, technically. Okay? Okay. They, they came over to their parents' house and they picked up Zania. Crystal asked her dad to come out and see their new car, but he was kind of being stubborn and he said, I told him not to get that car, so just... Me being me, I was stank about it and didn't go outside. Mm. But but he does remember when she did come in, he just looked at her and just couldn't stop telling her how much he loved her. And then Aww. she was like, okay, dad, love you, bye. And it was just so cute how he said it. Um, But yeah, that was the last time that they saw them. And then the next morning, Zania didn't show up at school. Okay. Now they always dropped Zania off at school and Crystal's mom actually worked at Zania's school. So it was okay. another just red flag for her. And she was really, really concerned at this point. But by the time night came around, Crystal's father was like, hey, something's wrong. I feel it. So they decided to go by the house that Brittany and Crystal were staying in with Annie. Annie, that's her name, Annie. Mm-hmm. They said they weren't there. They only saw Zania there. And then they started calling around to hospitals, to the morgue, and there was no sign of them. So at this point, the mom's just like, where is my child? Period. It was so hard to hear her say that part in the episode. It wouldn't be until the next morning at around 7.30 a.m. 
a beer delivery man noticed two bodies behind a convenience store dumpster mm. in Galveston, Texas. The convenience store was about one mile from the Galveston ferry that connects the Bolivar Peninsula, sorry, Peninsula to Galveston Island. So I don't know how all that shit works out there, but apparently you have to take a ferry to get to point A from Houston to point B, which is Bolivar Peninsula. Okay. The man at first thought that the women were just mannequins and went inside to the store clerk to ask if they were disposing of mannequins. And they were like, no. So the store clerk person went outside with him and that's when she realized that there were two dead women on the ground. Wow. Just out in public view. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're on Patreon, you're going to actually see these gruesome pictures. I'm not going to post them anywhere else, but just right next to a dumpster, just left them there. Wow. This is so sad. Crystal was found face up with a gunshot wound to the head and Brittany was found face down with a sheet wrapped around her face and she'd been severely beaten to the point that her skull was actually crushed. No. Yes, Kristen. So Brittany got the worst of it Mm -hmm. in the sense of like gruesomeness. Mm -hmm. But both women were strangled before they were actually killed. So I guess the killer tried to strangle them first and then... I don't know what the fuck the order was. Either way, it's horrific. Absolutely disgusting. <sighs> Galveston County police found evidence at the scene, like a wooden window shutter piece. So it was like from a house broken off. Mm-hmm. They found three blood splattered wood boards and a bloody envelope with Brittany's name and address on it. At this point, authorities don't even know who these women are. They didn't have their wallets on them. So they started by following the address listed on the bloody envelope. Mm-hmm. And it's labeled as Hauser Street in Houston. So the women were found in Port Bolivar. Like I said, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but I don't, I'm not impressed about it. And by the amount of blood found at the scene, they knew the women had to have been killed somewhere else. Okay. So meaning there wasn't a, okay. there wasn't a lot of blood at the scene. Correct. When they, so when police arrived at the house on Hauser, police were met by Brittany's great grandmother and her father, as you guys see on the screen right now. Oh no, my heart. Yes. He said, what happened? Literally, he was really concerned about his daughter. And police started speaking to Annie, obviously, and him. And he was the one that really kind of had more to say in the sense of like he knew he talked to her. They were supposed mm-hmm. to head out to Galveston for like a Mardi Gras event or something like that. And mm-hmm. he just hadn't seen them since then. They were visibly devastated and told police that she was always with a woman named Crystal and that the couple drove a silver SUV. Okay. Investigators then had to notify Crystal's family because unfortunately Crystal lost her life as well and her five-year-old daughter. I just forget about it. My emotional emotional health is not okay right now. When I saw it, and then we're going to actually see an interview with baby Zania later. So Okay, this is too much. They don't even show ch- children in the court. And we're seeing an interview of this baby? They rarely show children. They do do it sometimes, but they don't like to. But yeah, she's so like articulate. It's just going to be a whole thing. We're going to get to it. So when investigators told Crystal's parents, they were just distraught, but they did tell them that the last time they saw their daughter was the night of March 5th, which was Wednesday. Britney's mother, however, had to find out her daughter was dead on Facebook. Like, oh, 
there was literally a post that said, rest in peace, Brittany. And she's like, please don't tell me my child is gone. And Wait, so she, the father didn't tell the mom? No, they're not together. So oh, wow. I'm not really sure if they had a good relationship to even communicate that. But okay, either well, way, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. 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 Police didn't have much of a direction to go in at the beginning of the case. They identified the women, but didn't really know like where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Until a few days into the investigation, a passerby found Brittany's wallet on a dirt road close to Brittany's house, suggesting that maybe this was like the initial dump spot. But oh. the killer decided, eh, you know, to take them further, which means the killer knew where Brittany's house was or close to it. Yeah, it's it's giving like her killer may have been comfortable with her, mm-hmm. you know, enough to know where she lived. Yes. So they decided to go back to talk with Brittany's father two days after the wallet was found because he seemed, like I said, to know the most about where the women were last. Mm -hmm. And I have a clip of the conversation. The audio is a little muffled. So if it's too muffled, I'll just tell you guys what it says, but I still want to play it for you. Oh, me. Same time they usually leave every morning. It was like it was just a normal morning. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Thing that's out of the ordinary. That we're trying to figure out. That, that's because if normally they would take her to school, but yet they left her there that morning. No way. I know. I know you're doing the best you can. Uh, and as things come up, you know you got my number. So. Hmm. So the conversation happened, but it really didn't lead them to anything helpful so they're basically back at square one right but not for long because they catch a break while looking for Brittany and crystal's car they were able to find footage of what looks like their car being driven into galveston ferry landing by a man oh Mm -hmm. so in the footage if you're on patreon you'll see it the footage shows the car driving up and being stopped by the security officer and the officer tells the driver that the headlight in the front is out so you can see him like get out of the car to look at the headlight and then he gets back in the car there's not really any problems after that so the security car doesn't think twice and just lets him on through okay so according to the timestamp of that video which was around 9 p.m on thursday night britney and crystal were already in the back of that car deceased so if the officer just peeked into the car a little bit he probably would have seen them Shoulda, coulda, woulda's, man. It always is like that, though, where they're so close. Yeah. But then something, I mean, you treat it like it's just a normal person or an everyday thing, and then that person slips away. We tend to only pay attention to things that are out of the normal, you know, out of the norm. So if it's just a guy's headlights out, what are you going to think? Nothing of it. Right. The security card did, however, get a really good look at the driver's face and was able to provide police with a pretty detailed composite sketch. So okay. we're going to actually take a look at that as well. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is very detailed. Kayla? I know. I literally feel like I'm looking at a monochrome picture of this man. Yeah. I, it's giving like a f- Snapchat filter over someone's face. <laughs> like Literally. The artist did a good job. Eyebrows arched. Like, whoever Mm. was describing this man, that security guard, bravo to him as well. Right, right. For remembering this person's Mm -hmm. face. Ooh, I'm so glad because for a second I thought it was the father. 
Oh, oh, when you looked at the picture, you thought it was the dad? No, I thought like before I saw the picture that it could have mm-hmm. been the dad. But then I saw the picture. I was like, okay, it's not him. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So they got the sketch. They released it and didn't really have too much movement on that. But police are waiting for results to come back. Listen to this about a lone fingerprint they'd found on that wooden shutter screen piece that I told you guys about at the crime scene. Okay. Yeah. I didn't initially tell you guys about it because I was like, usually forensics and all that shit takes forever. You know, we're waiting like months for results. But in this case, it only took like six days. You said a wooden shutter screen piece? Yeah. So it was it was like a wooden piece to a window shutter. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. I did show a picture of it earlier. Um, and I can replay that in a little bit. Okay. So police are waiting for that fingerprint and the results came back quick as hell. And guess who it belonged to? I can't even tell you. Kristen, her daddy chip. No! Her crying daddy chip. No way. Brittany's daddy, James Cosby. Didn't I just say? (laughs) Yeah, you did. No, daddy. Yeah. And this is the preacher or what he no. was a preacher? No, this is Brittany's dad. So the okay. preacher is Crystal's dad. Okay. And we're going to talk about James for a little bit. So James Larry Cosby Jr. was born sometime in 1968. And there was next to no information about him that I could find. But we do know that this is not his first run in with the law. Mm-hmm. In 1994, he was convicted of sexual assault and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Dang. Yeah. He'd also been charged with other offenses like other assault charges and then unlawfully carrying a weapon. So he's not a saint and he spent majority of Britney's life in jail. He's not new to this. He's true to this. He's true to this. Look at them. And she and looks she so looks happy like, in her father's arms. I know. Arms. Like, she really looks like she was happy that he was home. And it seemed like he was accepting of her lifestyle, right? You know? So that meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. After he was released, he was locked up again in 2011 after not registering to be a sex offender. You know, you're supposed to do that. They will get your motherfucking ass. Like, we don't... One thing the government don't play about, I guess, is sexual offenders. Well, once... They finally label you as one. (laughs) They don't play about making sure you keep that title. Get your ass on it. Right, right. And by the time he was released in 2013, he'd moved in with his grandmother um, in his great-grandmother's house. I can't remember if it's his grandmother and it's Brittany's Brittany's great-grandmother. Okay, cool. And that's where Brittany and Crystal were living at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much time Brittany was actually able to spend with her father, like during her adult life, because like I said, he spent most of it in fucking prison. So I'm sure they both had like a certain comfort level with each other, but maybe they weren't like on that buddy, buddy level. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that's maybe why he was able to disassociate himself so much to commit this heinous crime. Because remember, Brittany was beaten to death. Like that's fucking crazy. By her own daddy. Yeah, that's like who does that? Unthinkable. It's unthinkable. Is there any like history of abuse with him and her in the past before he went to prison? Not that I could find. Like I said, he spent most of her life in jail anyway. She was born in what nineteen ninety. He was in 
jail by 94 mm. for 10 years, you know? So I'm not really sure. And her mom wasn't in a relationship with him. So okay. it was very well known, however, that James hated the fact that his daughter was a lesbian. Mm. Brittany's mother said, quote, he said it to me a few times that he did not like that idea of her being gay. But like I told him, there's nothing we could do about that. That's who she is. We can't change her lifestyle, end quote. It's like you don't have to agree with what somebody's doing, but you do have to love them as a parent. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, hello. That's what you were put on this earth for is not to right. agree, to love. Yeah. And to try to show them the own, their own, you know, try to show them the right way. But at the end of the day, it's their life. It's their choice. I'm not sure that this aggressive attitude toward gay people was always a thing for James. Like, I don't know, because I did read that after he got out of prison, he was really heavily into the Quran. He identified as Muslim. And, you know, maybe that's what hardened his heart toward okay. his own daughter. Okay. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you just found this religion. Don't be pushing that on me because right. you found it. Right. So police with the quickness executed a search warrant on the house. Thank mm -hmm. God. I remember reading the investigators remembered seeing some suspicious spots around the house when they were interviewing him. Remember that clip we saw? Yeah. They were in the house yeah. and they remember seeing some sketchy shit like spots on the couch and stuff like that, but couldn't really go further than that. Okay. Now they can. So when they arrived... James wasn't even there, bitch. He was actually down the street at a vigil speaking to the news about his daughter. Perfect time to run up in his house and see what he'd been up to. I'm going to actually play a clip for you guys so you guys can see how this man was behaving. You can't really put something like this in the words. We need to do something. My baby. That was happening, you know. We, the detectives are doing what they do. They've been keeping us informed as much as they can, but, you know, there's nothing yet. Over there looking like he eat booty. <laughs> and not no the shame. good kind. I was about to say. <laughs> not the clean kind okay he has a ring around his mouth that's giving i put it i put my full face in it that's what it's giving like wow ew so he's over there straight posing mm -hmm. with this old 1972 goatee he has mm -hmm. tall as hell crusty and dusty and in my in my opinion i'm like from the first video we saw when he first found out that the women you know were deceased mm -hmm. he was kind of distraught right mm -hmm. but in this one he's dry as hell doesn't seem to give a shit at all cool, and calm and collected it's just weird it's weird but it's gonna get worse and way too dressed up in my opinion what you trying to look fly for at your daughter's visual he's gonna be on tv girl he was gonna be speaking to the public he's a piece of shit <laughs> Wow. And while police were at the house, they noticed a missing wooden shutter piece to one of the windows closest to James's room in the house. And Why this I oughta. <laughs> yes. And this window led out to the carport. So from the bloody like the blood evidence they found in the carport, investigators felt like this was how James got the two women out of the house and into the 2006 Kia. Okay. So police found so much evidence in the house. It was really crazy. If you're on Patreon, you're seeing a whole flutter of it. They had blood everywhere. It was on top of clothes. It was laying out on the couch. It was in the carpet. And the dark spots that he couldn't, I guess, scrub up, he just covered up with rugs, which is just... 
It's like, this ain't even your house. Like, this is your grandmother's house. And you're killing her great-grandbabies in her own home. Mm -hmm. Changing things, moving shit. Like, what are you doing? You have too much leeway. Absolutely. But to give you an idea of how much blood was in that home, if you guys can't, like, picture it, the coroner said Brittany's body was almost completely empty of her blood. Meaning that she basically bled out in that house wow and for a while i mean Mm -hmm. that's a lot of blood in a body yeah they found a quran laid up open to a page where homosexuality is being talked about as being a sin so maybe that's what led to the whole argument that night and they also found a hammer and some gun ammunition that matched the type of gun they believed crystal was shot with so let me get this straight Mm-hmm. The dude who goes to prison for sexual assault mm-hmm. finds religion mm-hmm. and decides to come out of prison and enact, uh, I guess, some type of retribution for the sin of his daughter that Correct. has nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him at all, sister. And he just decided to take her life because, well, this is one of the theories. So one of the theories is he killed her because he hated that she was a lesbian. And then we're going to get to the other one. Okay. It's not giving either way. It's never going to. So the police still knew that they had to find Brittany and Crystal's car, but wouldn't have any luck until about a month later in April when a Houston strip club owner had the car towed from his parking lot to an impound lot. So when the information was entered into the system, the police were able to find it. And inside they found more of Brittany's blood, a bullet fragment and some of Crystal's hair. So police were able to track James's phone records, which showed him traveling from Houston to Port Bolivar and then to the strip club the same night that the women were killed. So it's like, and then you in the strip club. I don't know if he went in because he's giving broke as the day is long. However, he dropped the car off there and was picked up by somebody. Hypocrite. Disgusting. The evidence is almost insurmountable at this point you're going to jail i don't understand for people people who be in prison wouldn't you try your hardest not to go back you would think so but for some people prison is just like a playground it really is you learn more shitty things you get to hang out with your shitty friends and when you're let out you get to just go back to doing what the fuck you were doing before and get let right back in and you don't give a damn no 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 Police decided to waste no time and actually arrested James at that vigil for his daughter. (laughs) Bye. Bye. When they interviewed him for five and a half hours straight, I don't know if it was straight, but that was the interview process. He just denied, denied, denied the whole fucking time. And I'm actually going to play a clip of the interview for you guys. I don't want y'all to look at me as a suspect. After James is advised of his rights, an aggressive and stunning five-and-a-half-hour cat-and-mouse game begins. I've been watching enough TV shows, you know, that neighbor say Miranda rights. That means you under arrest. No, it doesn't mean you're under arrest. It sure don't. All it is, you've been given your rights. That's all I see on Perry Mason. Why would somebody want to do this to them? I've been asking myself that question, too. How much longer are we going to be doing this? Uh, I don't know. Too much longer. Yeah. Were you aware that we were back at the house today? Today? Can you explain to me how your print wound up on some of that over there where those bodies were recovered in Fort Bolivar? My print was on what? 
the scene. The scene. Can you explain to me why or how in your room where you stay that that carpet throughout that room and furniture throughout that room is saturated with fresh blood. You've been in that room sleeping in that room with your daughter's blood on a carpet. Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah, there's no way I'm not you can't miss it. You looking at it because I didn't know that it was like that. You say you say I'm. You like can't. You can't miss it. I seen it as soon as I walked in there. I ain't seen no stain. I would see some stain. You have the supreme feet out of it, and it's all over your room. Okay, so Brittany had her brains beat in. Explain that. You can explain it. That's your daughter's head smashed in. You explain it. You explain it. Throw it away like a garbage. Yeah, what else we found on the scene? James Larry Cosby Jr.'s sheets wrapped around his daughter's head. Everything points back to James Larry Cosby Jr. And you expect us to believe that James Larry Cosby Jr. don't know what happened to your daughter? What happened to her, James? Well, you ain't gonna scream at me. I heard That's the sheet I sleep on. What the sheet I used to sleep on. And finish the sentence for me. I'm going to start a sentence. I want you to finish it. What is it? <laughs> I did not do this because... I'm not finishing that. Because you did it. Oh! Because you did it, James. Isn't that so fucked up? Don't you? He seems so dry, so callous. If you wanted anybody to remotely believe that you didn't kill your fucking daughter, at least shed a tear or something. Kira. I remember Go ahead. he's turning the picture sideways like he can't Why? get enough of what he's looking at. That's so fucking sick. I hate when people hide behind religion to excuse the disgusting things that they fucking they do. do. Nobody asked you to do that. God didn't ask you to do that. Ugh. And you whatever God asked alone. you to do that is not somebody you should be fucking with. Because Absolutely not. Bashing your own child's head in because of who she's choosing to love is unforgivable and deserves capital punishment, in my opinion. And I wonder if he covered her face out of remorse. Why did he cover her face? Because he was sick at looking at her? Because he was sick at looking at what he'd done? I don't think it was remorse. I just think it was like, I don't want to look at what I've done. It's still my kid, you know? And I don't think he wanted to face, I don't think he wanted to feel any guilt or remorse. That's why he was just like, let me cover this up so I don't have to even think about it. Wow. Because he literally went about his motherfucking life and like nothing happened. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So one of the investigators named Lieutenant Tommy Hansen said, quote, I've interviewed serial killers and child killers. And when I sat across from Mr. Cosby that day in that five and a half hour interview, I would rank him as probably one of the most cold blooded people I've ever looked eye to eye at, end quote. These these detectives, man, the way they be describing the people they talk to, it makes you feel like, oh, my God, this is the worst person on earth. And the thing is, I think they're right. 
It's giving that, Kristen. It's giving one of the worst people to ever breathe. Why would you do that to your child? And one thing I want to say to the people that listen to our show that I love so much, stop recommending child cases. I don't want to cover them. I don't want to talk about children being killed by their parents and stuff. God, I hate it. I'm going to do it for you guys, but it's so heavy. It's some of the worst stuff you can think about. And it honestly makes me think about all the honor killings that go on in other countries. Yeah. And how people just sit by and let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because so of what? A religion? A be- religious belief or, you know, honor and things? Respect? I beg to differ. This is so sad. So according to the evidence and timeline that police were able to put together, this is what happened that day. On Thursday, March 6th, Brittany and James got into an argument about something right before she was supposed to take Zaniah to school. And Zaniah was waiting in the car and Crystal was actually in the car too. The argument could have been about the sexuality thing or, you know, because the Quran was laid open when they found it. Either way, during the argument, police believe that James strangled and beat Brittany to death while Zaniah and Crystal were in the car still. Then at some point, Crystal got out of the car and was like, you know, probably going to go check on Brittany, went inside and I guess she was taking too long. So Zaniah decided to get out of the car and go in the house. We're going to hear more about what Zaniah saw and what happened next. But we do know that she was in the house with both deceased women for hours by herself. Wow. Yeah. This poor child. I know. James went to spend the day with his girlfriend And at some point later in the day, he came back and then moved the women's bodies into the Kia Sorento. So Zaniah at this point saw her mom and her other mom just now. And then all of a sudden she's like, where are they? Or she knows where they are. And that's even worse. Yeah, she didn't really know what was going on at that point. Um, Like I said, I'm going to when am I going to play this clip? Yeah, I'm going to play this clip in a little bit. But she didn't really know what was going on. She's five years old, you know? All she knew was that she was supposed to go on a field trip that day to the rodeo, and she was super excited, but she didn't get to go. Mm. James then drove both women to port, whatever that port is, running into that security guard at the ferry around 9 p.m. He then dropped the women's bodies near that dumpster and then drove the car back to Houston. So got back on the ferry, drove it to Houston, dumped it at the strip club, got picked up by his girlfriend, and then was at home in time for when the police came to notify them. A yeah. whole plot. A whole, he really put effort into this. And one of the worst parts of all of this is James was only out of prison for five months before he killed his own daughter. You see what I'm saying? Like, what is it about that? And why would you guys let people out of prison just to have repeat offenses like this? And the stucky thing is, I think repeat offenses are more common than people not reoffending when they come out of prison. Oh, I think so, too. I don't know the logistics or the statistics behind that, but I'm 100% behind what you just said. And like I said, Zania did an interview with the police. I'm going to play a little clip for you guys. This one was on March 19th, 2014. So Zania was still five years old. Just hold your heart in your hand as you listen to this. That's I'm all I can say. Doing it. Tell me everything that happened from that morning to the time you went to sleep. The morning that when I was in, when I was getting ready for school at night, my mama was in the car, me and her, and my mama said, 
stay in the car and I stayed in the car so I was taking my mom so long so I went in there to find out but nobody was in there. You said when you were sitting in the car you heard something? Yeah, it was like going like Like somebody was lasering somebody. Like somebody was what? Lasering. Tell me who all was at that house when you were there going to sleep. It was, it was just me and her mama and uh, I forgot, I forgot the other boy name. The other boy's name? That's, that's Brittany's brother. Brittany's brother? You don't remember Brittany's brother's name? Is he a big like me or little like you? He's tall. He's tall. Did you ever see blood in his room? Tell me where you saw the blood. There was blood platter in his room. He just decided to kill my mother and his daughter. Okay, tell me where the blood splatter was in his room. On his bed. You saw it on his bed? Okay, did you see it anywhere else? On, the, on his floor. And yeah, some on his floor. Did you ever hear anything from his room? Tell me everything you heard from his room. A gunshot. You heard a gunshot. Tell me how you know it was a gunshot. Because he just, in his room, he just said, bah! He took them to outside and just shoot them. Okay, did somebody tell you that or did you see that? I see that. Kayla, this little girl is beyond articulate. She is telling, she is spilling all the tea. And she's doing while she's eating, look like some M&M something. I mean, just her even being able to be okay enough, bitch, to chew, to swallow is just mind boggling to me. She is a warrior woman. Warrior. And she's a I, small human body. Period. And I know that like toddlers don't really know how to process grief and things like that. But the way that she processed it was probably the nail in his coffin. And I'm so happy for the sake of her mom that she was able to do that. And her mom raised a strong little baby. That baby definitely put the nail in the coffin for this piece of shit. And she she wouldn't make that up. You can't just make that up. You know what I'm saying? And she hasn't even had time because still at this point, the family that she was with, she was being she was with her grandparents, Crystal's parents. They didn't even think that James was involved at this point. One of the most disgusting parts is he called Crystal's family asking them to donate money to Britney's funeral expenses. Like, are you are you having a laugh? Are you taking a fucking piss? Okay, this is sick. He went beyond what he, quote unquote, needed to do to cover his ass. And then he just got lazy because you can see even at the vigil, the nigga's like, okay, when is this over? Like, when Right, like he's looking real, real comfortable, dressed to the nines, freshly shaven. Like you're doing Ugh. way too much. This is not about you, but apparently it is. And this hurts, this really hurts. And she was so descriptive, that baby girl, Kayla. She was like, I heard a boom and a bzzz, like a laser. Yeah. I'm like, is she five or is she 25? Who taught her the word lasering? How did she know to say that? And then she said that he took them outside and shot them. So she knows that her mom was shot outside, which corroborates the whole story that you told me earlier about him shooting her face, whatever. He he shot her at point blank range in the head and they had a bullet fragment in the car. So that was from one of those shots that were fired. Wow. 
Crystal's family was completely devastated by the loss and her father, like we talked about, the reverend, his name was Reverend Ivan Jackson, said that although he didn't agree with his daughter's sexual orientation, he loved her anyway and was going to be there for her regardless, period. So you just see like one side of love and yeah, he's a religious man and he, you know, but he chose to love his child and then we see another extreme. And I'm not saying all you know, Muslims feel that way. And I'm not saying all Christians feel that way because I know for a fact they fucking don't. Mm -hmm. But it's just two different parenting styles. One was going to love their child to death and the other one was going to just... Kill them to death. Kill them. Just end them. It's horrible. James wouldn't go to trial until 2016 and the prosecution was a little concerned that the motive wasn't, like, clear enough. Mm. And I mean, yeah, they could speculate that it was because of her sexuality, but a jury loves like a cause and effect type of closed case type of vibe. Right. For instance, you stole my cheeseburger. I'm going to punch you in the face. It's like (laughs) it makes sense to them, you know. Mm -hmm. So they decided to still bring up the possibility in court, though, and even added that he may have been jealous of Brittany because, listen, this man just got out of prison. His daughter is okay. Brittany was giving more so like butch vibes. I don't I don't know what is not an offensive word to say like more of a masculine, masculine. Yeah, masculine energy. She was wearing boxers and stuff and she was living life. She had a great job. She, you know, when at the house, it was giving like she was kind of the head of the household. And when he moved in, it was a totally different vibe. He didn't get the respect he thought he was going to be getting. And it probably just made his penis shrink into his fucking stomach. Like, you don't deserve respect. You've done nothing to earn it other than put your semen in my mother's womb. Like, come on, bro. The audacity and the entitlement for me. James's girlfriend at the time named Kimberly Pierce testified that she picked him up from the strip club where he dumped the Kia Sorento the night of the murders. On the way back to Houston, listen to this, y'all. James even called the Houston Police Department, claiming that Kimberly's ex-boyfriend was trying to actually run them off the road. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know if he was trying to like create some type of alibi by calling the police or whatever, but I thought it was fucking ridiculous. And, and that's corny. what he did. He's he's threatened by another man calling. But you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. now you want to get big buck and wow with two women. Mm-hmm. It's just very small dick <coughs> Supreme Court energy. The defense, on the other hand, was reaching for the Milky Way and argued that someone else had killed the women. And the fact that the murder weapon was never found was evidence to support that claim. Mm, that's when- pussy. That's why. <laughs> that is the biggest question mark like, why would you even bring that in just because the weapon wasn't found? Do you know how many reasons that you have to secure this man and put him in prison? But yeah. you bring up the fact that the weapon wasn't found. Okay. I was like, try fucking harder because we know okay. that he rode the ferry twice and ferries go over water, right? He could have easily thrown it off the edge. Like it just it, it defense attorneys at me. I don't give a fuck, but y'all are ridiculous. But some the guys. same some of y'all. I'm assuming the same bullet fragments that were found in the car match the ones that were found in his drawer in his home. (sighs) Yes. I mean, (laughs) it was the same type of caliber. They don't think that the weapon that they did find was the gun that was used, but the bullets did match. Hmm. So I'm saying like, you know, this defense needs to try a little bit harder and 
I guess they did. So they even argued that the composite sketch and the lineup thereafter with the security guard was intentionally skewed. The first lineup did not have a picture of James in it, which I think is weird. Even though I think the first lineup was before was before they even knew James was a suspect. Mm hmm. But the security guard identified another man during that lineup as the killer and said he was 100% sure. Oh, security guard. Uh, Damn it. We were just on your side. Not all of us look alike. Dog on <laughs> it. I think the security guard was black too, though. Oh, well, then that's just a dog on shame. Well, hey, bitch, if I'm not really looking for you, bitch, I'm not looking for you. Like, I'm going to forget what you look like when I turn around and blink twice. Yeah, but so, the picture was so clear and so, like, descriptive. It really was. And I think, what's his name? What is his name, Kristen? James, is, he's very tall. He looks like he's like at least 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". I feel like that would have stood out to this man. And I'm just not really sure. I have questions of, surrounding that part for sure. But you know how men be so overly confident. Talk about 100% sure. <laughs> there you go, sister. That sounds about right. A few days later, they showed the security guard another lineup with James's picture in it. And the guard identified James, but said he was only 50% sure. So I don't know. Eyewitness testimony is really difficult to even really get behind. If you have the forensics, just fucking go with that. And if you have a baby girl who's telling you this story from yeah. like she saw it with her own two eyes. Mm -hmm. Believe her from the mouth of babes, mm. as they say. So the jury, however, wasn't going for any of what the uh, the defense was trying to get them to <laughs> go for. And after deliberating for only three hours, they found James guilty of capital murder charges. And he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Bye. Bye. -bye. He is currently incarcerated at the Alfred D. Hughes unit in Gatesville, Texas. Does he have anything to say for himself? <laughs> Good question. No. He was contacted about an interview and he decided not to do it. And he's been denying it this whole time. And it's like, we all know that you did it. What's the point? Like, who the fuck are you denying this for? <laughs> but it's ego. It's, you know, I feel like I didn't do anything wrong. So fuck this. I don't have to say anything about it. Right. And there's that little sliver. They always hold on to a little hope when they're in the clink, unless mm -hmm. you literally have death. Yeah, exactly. So he obviously appealed his sentence, and as recently as 2017, the judge was like, nah, stay your ass in there. Wow. Brit Brittany's aunt, Ebony McDade, who is James's sister, said, quote, Brittany called me to tell me about an argument that her and her father had, and my advice to her was just stay out of his way. That was the last conversation we had, end quote. Like, stay out of his way. What are you talking about? Stay out of his way. But she, he came into their home. They were already living there, already trying to do better. Right. He comes in, and now all of a sudden they're dead. Yes. Guys, respect is due. We totally get respecting your parents and things like that. However, don't get lost in the sauce, okay? Your parents are still human. They can still do fucked up shit. And if they can't take being like held accountable for that shit, then you need to distance yourself. Yeah. Period. And if it's you ever toxic. fear for your life or have a hint of like, ooh, you, please listen to that. Yeah. It's okay, your please. only life. You got one. Why play with it? Please don't. Please don't play with it. Brittany's mother wished he'd gotten the death penalty. She was quoted to have said, literally, give him the chat. 
This is what she said. And I probably would have been screaming the same fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, that's her child. Yeah. Zania is now like an amazing young lady. She went and was raised by her grandparents. And I saw a little interview that she did. And she focuses on just being positive about the situation. She says she talks about her or she thinks about her mom almost every single day. And she's just looking forward to growing and loving and just moving forward. A warrior queen. (laughs) I don't even know how she could be so amazing. Like from the time she was five years old. How am I jealous of a five-year-old? Right. <laughs> I mean, a sense of just having having that type of ver- ver- veracity mm-hmm. and just ability to survive because shit like that can like break your psyche. You know, yeah. she could be in somebody's mental hospital right now. She could also have a hate for certain religions and certain people that follow those religions. That's but true. It seems like unlike the james mr james mr ugly james she actually chose love instead of hate yeah and i hope you guys all choose love instead of hate you don't have to agree with everything that everyone says or does with their fucking life but just remember it's not yours right so keep your fucking comments and opinions to a minimum keep them respectful yeah just 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 mind your damn business love y'all so much just mind your damn business so, with that being said, with that being said, Kristen, do you have anything else that you want to tell everyone or anything? Nope. Okay. She's going to make you guys wait until the very moment it happens. But it's fine. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Come see us in Dallas for the True Crime Podcast Festival, August 26th through the 28th. And, yeah. So, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space so we don't have to cover your case. Bye. Bye. Every time. Love y'all. Bye. You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me.